Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Pastor Jim's desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application to our daily lives. Where do you get your identity from? There are so many things in the world that we can use to identify ourselves, whether it's our hobbies, friend groups, or even our favorite clothing style. However, Pastor Jim reminds us today to maintain a sense of authenticity and to remember that God is the one who ultimately gives us our identity. When we allow God to define our identity, we shrug off the world's expectations and focus our attention on moments that have eternal ramifications. Well, let's join Pastor Jim in the book of Genesis chapter 29 as he continues his message, God's Unusual Training Program. Jacob immediately starts by impressing Rachel. And, uh, you know, he's going to show her how to do everything and how he knows what he's doing. And it seems like his works are replacing the grace of God. He's going he's gonna to take matters into his own hands. And he's taking the other guy's shortcut. He's going to figure out a way to make it all happen. So Laban runs out to meet him. And, and it, when, if, you're, if you're new to the Bible and you didn't, I didn't ruin it for you already, you read that and you think, well, that's nice. He wants to welcome him. No, 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 no. When Abraham sent his servant out to, to meet Isaac's, his sister's husband-to-be, he sent, Abraham sent the servant out because he didn't want to send Isaac. He was afraid they were going to kidnap him. He brought tons of gifts. So Laban is running out to see what did this guy bring. But Jacob, all he has is the clothes on his back. He brought absolutely nothing. So Laban has to sit there like this. Hmm. I know he comes from money. He just doesn't have any with him. What am I going to do? So what's greedy, crafty, and deceitful Laban to do? Well, verse 15 takes us to a bizarre look at the life of this family. Now, again, if you're new to the Bible, you have to remember certain things, or I'm going to maybe teach you something you don't know, but always very important to know. The Bible records history. History. Just because something is in the Bible doesn't mean that God endorses what's in the Bible. So whenever you see this bizarre stuff happening... Always watch the bizarre consequences that follow and then put two and two together. Oh, not good. As a matter of fact, some of the things that are going to happen in this passage later on, they're going to be outlawed in the Bible. Verse 15 says, Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me or work for me for nothing? Tell me what should your wages be? Now, pay very careful attention to verse 16. Now, Laban had two daughters. Why does he mention that? He only likes the one that he met the shepherdess, you know, the good-looking one that was out feeding the sheep. Now, Laban had two daughters. The names of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were delicate. Some say weak. A lot of debate over what all this really means. But Rachel was beautiful of form and appearance. Look at verse 18. Now Jacob loved Rachel. Oh, he loved her. 
So he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than I should give her to another man. Stay with me. He didn't say that's a deal, did he? He didn't say that at all. He just said, listen, why should another guy get her? You know, you can get her. We can work something out here. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And listen to this. Ready? Would all the ladies just go, ah, when I'm done? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, don't jump to, you want to practice? (laughs) So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because of the love he had for her. Oh, isn't that beautiful? What a chump. (laughs) So Laban is pretending to be generous because for the last month he has seen two things. One, Jacob is a very hard worker, very hard worker. And number two, he has fallen head over heels for his daughter. Now, typically, there was a bride price, but Jacob has no money. So Laban comes up to Jacob and he says, well, how can I steal from you? I mean, how can I help you with this? In verse 16, the author throws in another item which seems to make no sense as you're reading this as we go along. Oh, by the way, he has two daughters, not just one. Jacob is in love with the younger and presumably the prettier one. Oh, such love. Isn't this a beautiful love? It's like a movie. Like seven years, nothing, nothing just waiting for your love. Now, Jacob, probably like, well, I got nowhere else to go. My brother's going to kill me. My mother hasn't sent word yet that he's not angry with me anymore. So he's afraid to return home. But it also seems he forgot his encounter with the Lord at Bethel that we looked at last week, that the Lord has promised to be with him, to take care of him. All those promises we read in the last chapter we began with. And now he sets himself up to fail. There's no mention of God anywhere, is there? No mention of, well, let me pray about what's the right thing for me to propose to you, Laban. None of that. He says this, I'll work for seven years for Rachel, and then I'll be happy. And then I'll be fulfilled. Like are some really things that we're chasing in life that may be really good, that we're expecting to make us fulfilled are not going to make us near as fulfilled as perhaps we think they're going to be. Now, you might say, I don't know if I want to hear that. Oh, I'm going to save you a lot of time and a lot of heartache, especially if you're young, right? Don't be young and dumb. Be young and have a little bit of wisdom, right? Some stuff we just got to learn the hard way, but there's a lot we can learn. So the price he offers is extremely high, extremely high. I'm going to give you seven years of my life because he wants to make sure that he's not going to lose her. And he knows that Laban is greedy and maybe somebody will come along with a really good price and maybe Laban will be like, ah, you know, I got a couple other daughters. I got another daughter. I'll give it to you. Now he's like, no, no, this is what it is. So it was love at first sight. Yet for Jacob, seven years 
flew by. And, you know, listen, I would imagine it was a true friendship. And I think it was what we might call a patient love. Now, I want to save myself a bunch of emails. You, you okay if I do that? I, I always like to do that because my, my inbox is just, it's, I'm in the 6,000s now. So if you're waiting for an answer, Jesus will be back soon. <laughs> and, and so a, a common question I get is, does God have that one person for me? If you're a single person, you might be wondering, does God have that one person that's just for me? Well, let me, let me give you that answer. If you're single, I don't know. Okay? But once that ring goes on, I do know. Okay? Once that ring goes on, yes. Before then, all I, can't, I really can't say for sure. And it goes under the, some people call it free will. I'm not a big fan of that term. I like the term meaningful choice. You just can't marry anybody you want. If you ask 20 women and they go, no, I mean, what are you going to do, right? So, but you can make a meaningful choice. And I'll use my own marriage as an example. See, Pam's not here, so you know, I can pick on her. By the way, when I saw her, it was love at first sight, without a doubt. I took my kids to the exact spot. I saw her standing. I just thought that she was underaged. And when I found out that she was of age, I made my move. So anyway, I know... They just got that one, too. <laughs> They're really slow on the uptick. <laughs> okay? She, okay, I thought she was like 17 or 18. I, when I heard she was 24, 23 or 24, I was like, here I go. And I was like 29 at the time or something like that. Okay. So I'm, I'm five years older than her. I used to be older and wiser. Now I'm just older. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. I know for a fact there is well over a million men that Pam could have made a great wife to. Well, of, let me tell you something. I got it made. Those of you who know her, I got it made with her. And now let's go to me. Let's pray. We're done. <laughs> okay. Let's go to me. I know there is a million at least a million. No, 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 no. You've been so mean to me. I know there's at least a billion women that I could make incredibly miserable. <laughs> so that was her meaningful choice. Yet it seems Jacob forgets the most important thing of all, that God is with him, and God has promised to be with him. I fear that most, if not all of us, are prone to the same thing, aren't we? There's just times in our lives when we forget that God is with us and God has promised to be with us. It's easy to forget, despite the great promises every follower of Jesus has from the Lord. If you're not a follower of Jesus, you don't have the same promises that we do. And, I, and you can become a follower of Jesus tonight. How often that do we have problems? And the first thing we think of, like, what are we going to do? We're immediately driven to a plan rather than prayer, rather than to our Lord. 
James says, if you lack wisdom, just ask God for it and he'll give it to you. But how often we don't do that. How often in our lives do we face situations that we don't have the resources to fix? We just can't do it. We can't fix it. There's nothing we can do. What do we do? Well, we think, what are we going to do? Or someone tells us, oh, this is what you got to do. Instead of calling on the name of the Lord. Planning is okay. In fact, it's very important. So is working hard. One of the things I always think about our church is from Psalm 127.1, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Yet people move from job to job, from church to church, from friend to friend, from whatever to whatever, looking for how to figure things out before they go to the Lord. Sometimes you'll hear people will say stuff like this. Well, I guess all we can do is pray. Like, like that's the last resort? That should be the first resort, not the last resort. Verse 21 says this. And by the way, this is one that uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, Jewish Bible scholars do not like this verse. Then Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife. Notice he doesn't say, I want your daughter. Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled. Some versions say, my time is complete, that I might go into her. So much for romance, right? <laughs> Another version says, I want to sleep with her. Pretty, pretty blunt, isn't it? Now, you got to wonder, like, like, did Laban forget? He seems like such an honest guy. Well, Jacob didn't. He longs to be with Rachel. Verse 22, and Laban gathered together all the men of the place, all the men, no mention of the women, and made a feast. So Jacob confronts Laban. Give me my wife. My seven years are up. Probably count it to the day. My time is up. Give me my wife. So Laban throws a big feast. But the language is really, it's more of a drinking party. So this is kind of like a bachelor party he's throwing here. Notice just to gather all the men together. And the custom would be that on that day that the bride would be veiled until the wedding couple was alone at night. But Jacob made a deal with the devil, right? He made a shortcut to get a blessing from his father, and he's still going to see the consequences that it has. Notice there's no mention of being married before the Lord. There's no mention of, of God blessing their marriage. It's basically like this. Let's do your bachelor party, get drunk, and take your wife to bed. Kind of what it is. Now you know why Jewish Bible scholars don't like this. It's very crude. Now, now this may sound bizarre to us, but in a lot of ways, it's really not. Those of you who are married, you know this. You leave God out of your marriage, and your marriage can go south pretty quick, very quick. Now you say, why? Because you're in it, <laughs> right? Because when it happens when there's a book we give to people called When Sinners Say I Do, if you want it, we'll give you a copy. 
And let me tell you something. You'll go home crying. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? Or some of the husband books we have. Oh, my goodness. Every time I read them, I'm like, I'm sorry. Right? You leave the Lord out. Your marriage can go south very quickly. If you, find, if you try to find your identity or your fulfillment in something other than the Lord, life can get very confusing very quickly. You can become very selfish very quickly. Well, without God, what do people do? Or people who forget God, like Jacob, they look for fulfillment elsewhere. So this guy, seven years, went like nothing. And then they go to him, come to the drinking party, then you can take your wife home. What a fool. What a fool. Does that sound like love? No. Now, no blessing from God. Not even a response from Laban. Again, let's just have a party and let's get drunk. Now, I don't want to have nightmares tonight, but I, so I want to ask you this question. Do I need you to, to, do I need to tell you all the stupid things you will do when you drink too much? Is there anybody I need to do that? I'd be happy to meet with you after the service. I, you know, I hope you don't have to be at work for the next four months when I tell you all the stupid things I used to do when I used to drink. You say, I don't need to tell you? Okay, well, apparently God does. So here we go. Verse 23. Now it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. That's the wrong daughter. Oops. That's the wrong daughter. And Laban, this dude acts like it's all okay, gave his maid Zilpah to his daughter Leah as a maid. So it came to pass in the morning that, behold, it was Leah. That's pretty shocking, right? And he said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served you? Why have you deceived me? So Jacob the deceiver has been deceived. Now maybe that's happened. Has that ever happened to any of you guys? Married guys? Kind of happened to me in a weird way. I married Pam Sherlaw, but I woke up with Pam Kevney. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> now some of you don't know this. Again, I'm really going to get it if she hears this. I rescued her. From her, from her name. Did you know that? Her initials were PMS. <laughs> and then stupid me went out and bought her PMST. <laughs> but, but now they're PMK. I won't tell you what her middle name is. Sounds like Margaret, though. Verse 26. All right, come back, everyone. Now I've woke you up too much. And Laban said, it must be, and this is so funny. And Laban said, it must not be done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. So he's kind of like, oh, I thought you knew. We, we didn't tell you that? Seven years and nobody mentioned that to you? 
All the families you saw around here get married and you didn't figure that out? Oh, Jacob, you're not the sharpest knife in the drawer. It's dark. Jacob is drunk. Leah is veiled. And Jacob sleeps with the wrong woman. And then says to his father-in-law now, you deceived me. But isn't that exactly what Jacob did to Isaac? It's the same thing he did. He dressed up like his brother Esau. And his father said that Leah had weak eyes. His father had weak eyes. And he deceived him. Now, again, Jacob's new wife is described as having weak eyes. It may just mean she's not as pretty as her sister. But it's really not accurate. Who's the guy with the weak eyes? Jacob. He's the guy with the weak eyes. He doesn't see. He doesn't realize what's going on. Like Isaac, Jacob is blinded by what he wants, not the will of God. Remember, Isaac knew. It was Jacob, not Esau, but he wanted to give it the blessing to Esau, his favorite son. And now Jacob is repeating his father's mistake. Now, no doubt he called her Rachel on their wedding night, right? But didn't Isaac say to Jacob, is that my son Esau? And what did Jacob say? Yes, it is. So he's getting a dose of his own medicine. Now, don't blame Leah. What was she doing? She was doing exactly what she told what told to do, just like Jacob was doing what mommy said. She, he, he went along with it. So did she. It's all sin. Now, Laban's answer, I just find so incredibly amazing. Basically, his answer is like this. Well, maybe in your country, the younger can steal the birthright, but we, can, we don't do that around here. <laughs> that doesn't happen around here. You got to wonder how much of this whole story this guy knows, right? Maybe some traveling guys coming through or stuff like that. He, he hears all about it. No, we don't do that here. That doesn't fly around here. I mean, nobody would ever stoop that low. You couldn't possibly think that. So after many years, Jacob has to stare at his sin against his father face to face. You know, the shortcut is often the long way, isn't it? It really is. A lot of times we think we got a shortcut Little voice tells us, ah, nobody's going to really know, but it's the long way. Jacob has met his match in Uncle Laban. These two are going to duel it out, the dueling deceivers. And this has a long way to go, but there's another shortcut. He's got another one. You ready? Do you think he's going to do it? Oh, come on, you know the answer. Verse 27, Laban says, Fulfill her week. What does that mean? That means take her on a one-week honeymoon. Do stuff married people do. Okay? And we will give you this one also for the service, which you will serve with me still another seven years. Then Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. 
So he gave him his daughter, Rachel, as a wife also. So what he does is he goes on a honeymoon for a week. He comes back. He gets the one he really wants to marry. So he gets married another week later to another wife. So now he's got two wives. Oh, by the way, they each come with maidservants. Okay. You think this stuff, this, 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 this is in the Bible. This is, this is in the Bible. Where do you see what happens? Where do you see what happens? And Laban gave his maid Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as a maid. Then Jacob also went into Rachel, and he also loved Rachel more than Leah. And he served with Laban still another seven years. Fourteen years of his life. Fourteen years. So now Jacob has two wives. Laban gets another, gets Jacob for another seven years of work. Why? God is working in Jacob's heart. God has got to train this guy in that unusual wilderness type training. And it's going to take even longer. Take what you've just heard from Pastor Jim Kevney on Changed by Love and share it with a friend or neighbor. Encouraging words are priceless in today's world. Pastor Jim relies on your prayer and support each day to reach thousands of people just like you. You can also find other ways to team with Changed by Love on our website at changedbyloveradio.org or you can call 862-217-9686. We are called by His name to change the world and we are stronger together than we could ever be apart. You and Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Thank you for your support and the time you spend with Changed by Love.